Hi, and welcome to Soul Powerful Parables, stories of rhyme, reason, and God's truth. I'm your host, Dana Buck. Thanks for listening. And if you like the story, please consider subscribing and give us a five-star rating where you enjoy your podcasts. It really helps us. We'd also love to hear from you, so contact us on Facebook at Soul Powerful Parables. Now, settle in, and let's have a story. Billy's Battle, a So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck and Riley Onstott. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Psalm 56, verse 3. Fear can be such a formidable enemy. Do we have the proper weapons to defeat this terrible foe? Billy's Battle. A So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck and Riley Onstott. The clock strikes twelve in muted tones when no footstep should tread. An hour that all good folks are home asleep, tucked in their beds. For most, this statement's very true. For most, that is, save one. For William Pratt, who goes by Billy, does what others shun. Rising from his covers, downy pillow tossed aside, slippered feet propel him with each slow and halting stride. Is his intent the kitchen door, a morsel to acquire? Or is his sojourn something more mysterious and dire? He blinks at his surroundings, raw perplexity is teeming. He shakes his head a time or two. I know I must be dreaming. Nothing seems familiar, his surroundings cold, unknown. He finds he's not at home at all, the walls and floor are stone. He grips a candle in his hand, its glow warm and inviting, yet he has no memory of its access or its lighting. He walks this dreary corridor with doors on either side, but none allow admittance, though the lot of them are tried. At the hallway's gloomy end appears a creaking stair, leading Billy up to who knows what and who knows where. At the top, a looming door with rusty iron hinges invites a turning of its knob as Billy shies and cringes. Surprise and caution fill his face, for this door is unlocked. I've come this far, he grimly says, and pushes through half-cocked. Beyond is found a landing, which his candle barely lights. It's here he fears he'll find a feast of horrors, scares, and frights. For facing him like mocking dares are three more beckoning doors. Each one bears a rough-hewn sign worse than the one before. On the right, quite crudely carved in letters rank and scummy, 
is discovered just one word, and that one word is mummies. To the left, he moves his light till that sign is displayed. A shiver runs down Billy's spine. There, zombies is arrayed. The center door may be the one that Billy fears the most, for this one bears the chilling sign that promises him ghosts. Billy takes a moment to assess these daunting choices and quiet all the warnings of his loud internal voices. If I choose the mummies, my and Judy should stun them. They are slow and awkward, and I'm sure I could outrun them. Zombies, they are faster, but they're really, really dumb. I think I could outwit them and the power overcome. Ghost? And then he shuddered. Apprehension took its toll. It burrowed in his stomach like a gopher or a mole. Ghosts are so elusive, they can loom, then disappear. One minute, haunting there, then the next, they're over here. A zombie or a mummy, they've got powers they can boast, but neither holds a candle to an eerie, spooky ghost. He thought and he considered till it nearly split his head. Twas then he looked around and with great apprehension said, If I'm going to end this dream, I may as well say boo. He pushed upon the middle door and cautiously strode through. His candle cast dark shadows that dissolved into the gloom, masking what may hide in the recesses of that room. Before him was a table made of rough and graying wood. A chair rested beside it, both dust-covered where they stood. The table holds an oil lamp, its wick as yet unburned. Then from the dark, a squeak an unseen doorknob being turned. Suddenly a gust of wind, a swift light-seeking vandal, rushes around Billy and extinguishes his candle. Frozen in the darkness, he attempts a quick retreat, but his muscles, they are rigid. He can't even move his feet. Then, from the murky, musty room, the sound of footsteps come. Heading his direction, on the stones they lightly drum. Billy stood in terror, his heartbeat and breathing catch. Then there's silence, followed by the striking of a match. The lamp is quickly lighted and its filmy glass replaced. A man looks up at Billy, no expression on his face. He moves around the table with a smooth, unbothered air and sits himself adroitly in the old and dusty chair. He crosses bony, creaking legs, thin hands fold in his lap. His hollow eyes shine dully like an interrupted nap. And yet, their gaze is jarring. Billy cannot look away when through a smirk of yellowed teeth, the man had this to say. Surprised I am, young Billy, from my cranium to shanks. You chose the door wherein awaits the greatest of your angst. 
I would have bet my buttons you'd have picked the other two. No matter. This is where I'll introduce myself to you. Billy's fright paralysis began to loose and fade. He looked back to the door with hopes to scamper and evade. As if his thoughts were spoken, the man gestured with his hand, and suddenly the open door swung shut and firmly slammed. Now, Billy, we have business, the unruffled voice reacted. We can't have you unfocused, inattentive, or distracted. Who are you? countered Billy. The man answered, sore Bane. My, my, that's quite a question, for I have so many names. Fright, unease, disquiet, apprehension, dread, nightmare. But you, my little Billy boy, yes, you can call me Fear. The lantern flickered in its glass, the shadows now enhanced, as if the words he uttered caused the wick to move and dance. That's dumb, said Billy restlessly. He willed his fright to melt. He knew that he was speaking now much braver than he felt. Is it, said the man unmoved. You know we've met before. If you search the memories stashed and hiding at your core. I'll pick a really good one. Hmm, now let me see. Ah, remember when you saw that snake? Why, Billy, that was me. The time you wandered at the mall and couldn't find your mom? The terror deep inside you? <laughs> you were putty in my palm. And when the lights go out at night, your little heart, it races. In the closet, neath the bed, <laughs> those are my hiding places. I've followed you and taken notes, heard every yelp and squeal. And now I've brought you to this place to finally seal the deal. What deal? inquired Billy. I know I'm not really here. You're nothing but a dream, and this is just a bad nightmare. Nightmares are my specialty. I've authored quite a few. And this one I have fashioned to reveal my plans for you. What plans? cried Billy anxiously, inquiring of his host. I picked this doorway thinking I'd encounter ghouls and ghosts. You're just a skinny, scary man. Your threats and words are many. But I've not seen a single ghost. I don't think you've got any. <laughs> the man threw back his head and laughed, then gestured with his hands. Why, Billy, how you misconstrue. You just don't understand. Tis true no phantoms roam this room. At least that is not yet. For you're the ghost I'm counting on, and where I've placed my bet. Fear, it kills potential, turns ambition to a wraith, suffocates ability and neutralizes faith. Whenever fear is planted deep, immovable within, it makes a most compliant ghost of all you could have been. A life lived out beneath my thumb, forever scared, he said, Always hesitating, full of paralyzing dread. 
Our paths will cross a thousand times the older that you get. But oh, this rendezvous, young Bill, this one you won't forget. Billy mustered up his grit. This foe was dark and clever. Somehow he knew he must resist. The chance was now or never. You can't have your way with me, he shouted at the man. No more of your scary games. I'm going to take a stand. You want to fight? How excellent. I hoped you'd be a fool. Consider yourself challenged to confront me in a duel. With that, he waved his gnarled hand, a light shone on the wall, and from it hung a slew of swords, there mounted in sprawl. Pick one, said the frightening man. They're magical and charmed. As you can see, I'm vulnerable, defenseless, and unarmed. Billy wandered over, yet his eyeballs never strayed from the man who breathed a sigh as Billy touched a blade. The man called out in false good cheer, his tone a mocked rejoice. That sword is sharp and balanced. What a fine discerning choice. Billy paused a moment, and a thought was his reward. He wants me to select a blade and face him with a sword. Twas then his mind exploded. Revelation was its fuel. He thought about a lesson that he learned in Sunday school. The sword he should be wielding wasn't rigid, sharp, or broad. No, he would fight this battle with the Holy Word of God. Billy's hesitation brought the man right to his feet. He seemed to know instinctively his plan was in retreat. Billy started slowly. The Lord's my light and my salvation, the stronghold of my life. He said this with determination. The man he doubled over as if struck a mortal blow. So Billy kept repeating every Bible verse he knows. God is my refuge and my strength, the help when I need aid. Therefore, and then he stamped his foot. I will not be afraid. Every word that Billy spoke was like a saber thrust. The man, he writhed and teetered, stirring blinding clouds of dust. Billy racked his brain to end this battle now and here. Finally, he shouted, Perfect love, it casts out fear. No! The tortured villain screamed, his outcry filled the space, and Billy saw a look of fear cemented on his face. He backed into the shadows where he swallowed by the gloom, and Billy found himself alone within the empty room. Billy! Billy! came the call that startled him awake. We need to leave for church, and I don't want us to be late. His mother's voice receded. Billy tried to clear his head. He wasn't in a castle, he was home, snug in his bed. Boy, oh boy, laughed Billy. That was such a crazy dream. I can still hear the echoes of that phantom's final scream. Golly, what a battle, fighting off those evil curses. I guess it pays to know the word and memorize your verses. I'm glad that it was just a nightmare. 
pacified, he said, kicking off the covers and then rolling out of bed. As he touched the carpet, he nudged something with his foot. It rolled across the floor and left a little trail of soot. What he saw, he offered to his brain and heart to handle. For lying there before him was a white, half-melted candle. Fear. It is a kidnapper, a fiend without a soul. Its ransom is your confidence, uncertainty its toll. It knows you were created for good works to realize, and so it seeks to thwart you with deception and with lies. Armor formed of bronze or steel will not bring its defeat. Victories found in humbleness where faith and courage meet. Let's all inspect our scabbards. Are they ready? Are they full? For we'd better find a weapon when we need a sword to pull. So draw your sword and wield it. That's how warriors are made. Fear and dark of night will yield when scripture is your blade. Fear really is the greatest of thieves. How many times has fear kept us from saying or doing something we should have said or done? And when it really takes hold, it can block us from realizing all of the potential and opportunity God has planted in our lives and placed in our pathways. But we are not defenseless. Like Billy in our story, we have a weapon available to us that is sharper than any two-edged sword the Word of God. Memorizing and pressing Scripture deep into our hearts and minds assures us that this weapon will be available when we need it most, both for ourselves and for others. I encourage you to pick key Scriptures that are meaningful to you and that you can proclaim when circumstances call for it. People of God, Let's be sure that our scabbards are full. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Billy's Battle was written and narrated by Dana Buck and Riley Onstott. Additional voice was provided by Ashley Ashbeck. Devotional thoughts were narrated by Kim Pratt and this episode was produced by Beneath Blue Skies Productions. So Powerful Parables is a ministry of So Powerful, a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering women and girls and combating extreme poverty in the African country of Zambia. To find out more, visit our website at sopowerful.org. Also, check out our books, So Powerful Parables and We Are So Powerful both available on Amazon. All proceeds from the sale of these books go to support the work of our ministry. And finally, check out our other podcast, The So Powerful Podcast, featuring interviews with those who have been touched by this special organization. Until next time, may your life always be filled with beautiful rhymes. <laughs>